Thank you, Tom. For a moment there, I thought I had 45 seconds to rewrite my message. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you. Uh, my name is Scott, and it is my privilege to be able to present the message tonight from, from his word. And first and foremost, and most importantly, let us pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that we have the opportunity as your faithful servants to share your good news. Lord, let us remember that, that all scripture is God-breathed, useful for teaching, rebuking, connecting, correcting and training in righteousness, and that it is only through your grace, through your sacrifice, that we are saved. And Lord, that it is only your gospel and your word, which is our guide for life and your good news of eternal life. Are these things in your name. Amen. So, yeah, so John 15, 1 to 17. I, I won't take cheap shots during the message. That was the last one, I promise. Is, is written at a, at a very challenging time. If we look at the background, it's, it's just before Jesus' death on the cross. So he'd celebrated Passover with the 12 disciples and was on his way to the Garden of Gethsemane. So this is a, this is a very anxious, perplexing, very stressful period for, uh, for the disciples and, 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 as we know, even difficult for Jesus. So... With, with that in mind, picture him sharing this, not them sitting back, relaxing, downing a triple shot Zarafas, um, safe environment. This is, this is crunch time. And, and here he is sharing this, this very significant parable, very powerful message, which, which rings true for us today. What it is is a allegory it's a familiar agricultural image for the people at the time um, however that's 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 useful but what is is key is that that this image was very dear to the people of Israel um, such their nation had been described as the vine in Old Testament writings So just as a, as a summary, it's coming. From the passage tonight, we, we learn that Jesus is the true source of life, and God will strengthen his disciples, which includes you folks, to bear more fruit. Through Jesus, we are all joined and commanded to love one another. And as such, there are three, three points that we'll be working through tonight. First is that Jesus is the true vine. And as such, he nourishes us and he is the only source of, of life and strength. You will be pruned to bear more fruit and we'll go into more detail as to the process of, of pruning. 
It is a painful but not fatal process, but it is a critical part of, of the walk of the believer. And lastly, keep my command, the greatest command that Jesus instructed his people and to us. But, but first, what is the vine? So again, there are, there are numerous Old Testament references to Israel being the vine. And Psalm 80, verse 8, it's written, You transplanted a vine from Egypt, you drove out the nations and planted it. It continues in Isaiah 5, 7, The vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the nation of Israel. And that's not beating around the vine bush. I promise I wouldn't do too many puns. But it, it was clear who the vineyard was for them, and that was reflected in, in, in society at the time. The, the coins had, had vines inscribed on them, and at the temple, uh, well, that's on the next slide, and that, that was quite impressive. So uh, the, the historian Josephus... Um, had a, a few words to say about this temple and, and particularly the, the vine and grape imagery used. Um, I don't know what accent he spoke in, so I'll, I'll just read normally. Uh, oh, it's tempting. Uh, but that gate, which was at the end of the first part of the house, was... I'll stop, sorry. As we have already observed, um, all over covered with gold, as was its whole wall about it, it also had golden vines above it, from which clusters of grapes hung as tall as a man's height. This is solid gold grape clusters. Now, of, of course, back then they're, they're not, not as tall as we are now. I, I, I suppose the men may have been as tall as my wife. Um, well, actually, probably a little bit higher. That cost me $5. Um, but still, we're talking about that's tens of millions of dollars worth. So, so for Jesus to come and say, I am the true vine, the people took notice. Comes out and says it. Now, that's within a society who considered themselves the vine. It's... Uh, it's in their it's in their back back pocket, in the in the coin bag, the the temple is adorned. Remember, we have ginormous gold grape clusters and and gold throughout. They are the vine, and and here is this, here is this annoying prophet who doesn't seem to go away, who's raising up all sorts of strife, making these outrageous statements, and that is, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener, and that in that setting is a statement which people would sit up and take notice. And it's, and it's not the only time that it was said. Another example was in Mark 12, where there's the parable of the tenants, where it was described that, that um, a, a vineyard was planted, it was, it was rented out, and the tenants who, who looked after it um, did pretty well, got to harvest time, the, the owner sent servants around and they, and they beat some and they killed some. The owner finally said, right, I will send my son. He will respect them. I'll collect what is due. 
when they saw the sun coming, they thought, oh, goody, we'll, uh, we'll be able to grab this for ourselves. And they, and they killed the sun. And again, when Jesus shared that, the religious folks knew exactly who he was talking about. And again, it was, it was only well in, in, in God's providence but political reasons that, that saved Jesus at that time because they were afraid of the crowd. And he's not just saying it to, to annoy the religious folk. He's saying this as, as a reassurance before his crucifixion. Again, re, re, remember, the, remember the scene here. It's not, it's not Bible study up at... Mount Tambourine on a lovely Saturday morning and the kookaburras are chirping and the coffee is instant and terrible but it is a very stressful time and what he is saying to his disciples I read from verse 5 he says I am the vine you are the branches if you remain in me and I in you you will bear much fruit and apart from me you can do nothing. Now, these are the words of a man who is about to be crucified and taken from this earth. And such words of, of, of comfort. Think of the time. They're, they're, they're very small. The Christianity is, is just beginning to spread and grow. They're the, they're the little people there. And, and here, is, here is Jesus saying, it's okay, remain in me. Um, I'll look after you, um, and apart from me, you can do nothing. However, there's, there's two types of branches here, and there are those that remain in him, but what about the branches that, that don't? So there's a very clear distinction in this parable. We have, we have the fruitful and the fruitless. Verse 6, it continues, If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. Again, that would have been a very awkward moment because amongst the 12 disciples was Judas Iscariot, the traitor. Again, a very clear reference to him. But again, the fruitless branches are separate from him. But what about the fruitful? So what we need to uh, really understand here is, is, is the agricultural imagery. And we've got a few players, the, the fruitful branches who remain in him, the fruitless who, who are thrown away and burned, and the vine, and, and the last last player is the gardener so I will do something a little different tonight just give you some more visual imagery it's hard getting good help may go. A hand for the helpers. <laughs> now, 
The gardener's role is to ensure that, that the branches attached to the vine produce abundant and sweet fruit. So, so their, their job is to nourish and support the vine. They're removing cobwebs, uh, fungus, cutting off the, the fruitless branches. If you've got um, any insects or anything attacking it, then, then their role is to, is to clear it off. And as part of that, even the fruitful branches require pruning. And why are they pruned? They are pruned so that the sap, or the, the nourishment and the life, is, is concentrated on those branches producing the fruit and not wasted on the leaves and shoots that just get in the way, block out the sun, have, have no useful purpose. The pruning here, or, or, or cleaning, it's, it's from the Greek word kathyro, and, and the meaning is to cleanse of filth impurity, to prune trees and vines from useless shoots. So you are pruned for a purpose, to bear more fruit, but what is this fruit? Again, we turn to Scripture in Galatians 5, 24 We have the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong, join to the vine, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So what we effectively have here is a checklist. And I haven't warned you about this, but uh, this is an interactive session. I'm going to do a quick survey, not asking for any volunteers to come up on stage. There are two already who probably won't talk to me for a while. Thanks, Stephen Richard. So what I'd, what I'd like to get a feel from the, the, the folks, from, from you guys sitting, sitting out here, is I'm going to run through each of those gifts and uh, think back to last week, uh, work, uh, uni, school, in interaction at home, and raise your hand if, 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 that, if that week really signified by, by you excelling and, and bearing lots of fruit in one of those gifts. So uh, first of all, please raise your hand if it was particularly loving week last week. Oh dear. Okay, well, one, Fiona. But she's, she's just lovely. <laughs> okay, Joy. A happy week. Yeah. Uh, joy up the back, that's not my name, it's just, it's not giving. But you, you, you can have had a joyful week. You're good. Okay, right, we've got two. Uh, peace, peaceful. Um, patience, uh, is Pastor Daryl on the road? No, that wasn't this week. Um, a kindness, wonderful. Goodness, thanks, Brendan. Faithfulness, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, gentleness, good. And self-control. Fantastic. Now, um, 
Again, again here, we, we, we have varying weeks, but the instruction is clear that if you are connected to the vine as a branch, you are not only to bear fruit, you are to bear more fruit. Now, please raise your hands if you would like to bear more fruit. Excellent. Please... Uh, I'll be asking you guys to, to raise your, your hands again soon. But just, just to be clear, to bear more fruit, God will prune you. And we'll be going through how that happens again. So again, uh, for those who would like to bear more fruit, please raise your hands again. Just keep them up. Excellent. <laughs> Maybe I do need someone to come up on stage. At Brendan. So again, here with the with the physical analogy, pruning is uh, is appears quite drastic and chopping off. Now I will not touch this. This is a Tahitian lime. This is my wife's very precious plant, which she discovered I was using tonight when she spotted in the garage before I loaded into the car. Um, and if anything happens to it, then I hope she practices one of the gifts. Or this may be the last time I preach and you see me. It was a pleasure. But pruning. Now, God does takes the second tears to us. And he uses the difficult times to make us more like Jesus. So we read Hebrews 12, 7. Endure hardships as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? So when the hardships come along, they are for a reason. And what is the outcome of this discipline? It's a bountiful harvest. Now, continues in, in Hebrews 12. So no, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. I think we, we can all agree, but painful. Later on, however... It produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So these difficult times that come along are there for a reason. They will bear you down. They will wear you out. But the outcome of that is a pruning process for which you are to bear more fruit. God will never break or tempt you. And, and scripture is clear on that. Throughout this process where you may feel completely lost, you may, you may feel like giving up, you may feel like it's not worth it, you may feel like that there's someone here at this church who has wronged you and you just want to leave and, and it is just too much and, and very angry... Throughout all of that, no matter how you feel, you will always remain connected and nourished by the true vine and he will never depart you. So remember that. You are, you are not alone. First and foremost, within this, this church, we, we should be encouraging. We, we know that's the case. We drop the ball at times. But if you are going through tough times, that there are people here 
to help you. And, and, and I know I've experienced that personally myself, practically with, with meals, but, but most significantly and, and most importantly, when people pick up the phone and call you to see how you're going because it proves they care and they love you. But we are, uh, we are just a group of people, uh, fallen sinful people, and Sunnybank Baptist, this church, other churches, is not the vine, it is not the source of strength and nourishment, it is, it is Jesus Christ and his father, the gardener, to build and strengthen us. Again, too, we need to be very careful that this doesn't become a self-help motivational talk. In bearing more fruit, improving your gifts, it's not about self-improvement. It is about keeping his command. And that command is clear. Love each other as I have loved you. In fact, it's repeated twice within this passage. So, word to you is, let this command guide every word, action and decision you make. If that is your yardstick, if that is the measure, if that is the rule by which you live your life, and you are showing yourself to be his disciples and you are glorifying God. Now, as we've seen before with the survey and threatened pruning with the gifts, this, this is a challenge and, and this is impossible to do on your own. Again, you are part of the vine. Remain in me, remain in Jesus and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. The roles are clear. The vine sustains, the gardener prunes so that we may bear more fruit. We are all connected and utterly dependent on the true vine. Jesus is the true vine. Not this church, not even your habits, not, not sustained by your quiet time, which as, as useful as it is, it is, it is not the things you do, it is not the charities you support, it is not your involvement in mission activities, but these are all, these are all important. But they come at the end. They are, they are proof. They are the fruit that you bear as the, as the fruitful branch. It is Jesus as the true vine who supports, nourishes, and is the giver of eternal life. As disciples, fruitful branches, you will be pruned to bear more fruit. That's, that is an absolute given. And that pruning is, is the hardship and the difficult times for which the outcome of that is that we emerge stronger, not through 
our works not through our own strength but through the spirit but through God's pruning and through Jesus' strength all that fruit is for a purpose and we are to keep his command love each other as I have loved you what we learn from this passage that Jesus is the true source of life God will strengthen his disciples to bear more fruit and through Jesus we are all joined and commanded to love one another so the application is is clear if you have accepted Jesus as a, as a, as a Christian disciple you are to produce fruit this is not a passive walk as a Christian this is not uh, not something that you uh, you gain membership and then sit back and enjoy the journey it is it is an active it is a, it is a wonderful it is, a, it is an exciting journey and through such you will be pruned to produce to bear more fruit also the 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 fruitless branches now they they are cut off forever thrown into the fire and burned lost now these these are the branches who are not disciples of Jesus again to be clear we're not talking about two ranks of believers those that produce fruit and those that don't the disciple of Christ the believer produces fruit and they are to produce more fruit in abundance those branches that are, that are cut off are severed, physically separated from God. Now, if you are, if you are sitting here and, and you are unsure, then, then that's not the end of the story. There is hope. And that's the gospel. So Jesus, he, he, bore, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds you have been healed if you are not on that vine if you have not accepted this free gift then what we've learnt in this parable is, is, is unfortunately you will, be, you will be cut off thrown away and burned but tonight you have the opportunity to be joined to the vine, to have eternal life, to accept the free gift. If so, please speak to someone tonight. Speak to myself. Speak to the pastors. Take that, take that opportunity. Because we don't know what, what life will bring. And just yesterday I received a call from the wife of a very dear work colleague who, who had to leave us because he was diagnosed with cancer and the only way it was discovered is his hip bone dislocated due to the tumors pushing the joint out and it, it, the tumors spread a few months ago found in his in his brain inoperable and and it was just yesterday I received a, a call from Tim but it was Katrina his wife who 
who passed on the news. And now, I'm, I am not saying that to, to, to use emotion, to, to use Tim's death. But I'm saying that, that, that we don't know what will happen. We do not know what tomorrow will bring. And from what we've learned from his scripture is, is that as, as is the gospel, you have the free gift, but, but you're, you're on the branch or you're off. And you have this opportunity tonight to find out more, potentially accept the free gift. For those of us here tonight who, 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 um, who have reassurance of salvation, again, remember, you are to bear fruit, but even more so, you are to bear more fruit. And when those hardships come, know what they represent. Seek the strength and support here. This is, a, this is a wonderful, caring church, but know where the true encouragement lies. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for your words. Thank you for this wonderful story. Thank you for making it so clear to us that you love us, that you support us, that Jesus, as the true vine, nourishes and supports us, that we are to bear more fruit and that Lord let us always remember your command to love each other as you have loved us in your name. Amen.